read a card this morning. This is from Brother David, David and Sister Linda Crawford. It said, there's a way of selfless serving that has a special greatness. Though often overlooked by man, it will never be overlooked by God. Thanking him for you. With a message here, it says, thank you for the many prayers, the flowers, the thoughtful cards. They meant so much to us during this loss of mom. She was a kind and loving special woman. She loved the Lord and is with him. And loved and loved and with loved ones now. We would like to express our heartfelt thanks for the kindness, love, and support that you have shown our family during this difficult time. And Christian love from the, from the family of Juanita Crawford. With a note here it says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So we want them to know uh, how much we love them and how much we appreciate them. And, and uh, certainly appreciate the church praying for them. Uh, let's take a moment this morning uh, before we get started. And uh, want us to shake neighbors with her. Uh, shake na- don't shake your neighbors. That ain't going to work out real well for your neighbors. Uh, shake hands with your neighbors this morning. Let's shake hands with our neighbors this morning. Let's tell them we love them. Let's tell them we appreciate them being here in service with us this morning. We want you to know this morning, if you find yourself here at Fairview Memorial, we appreciate you being with us. and uh, We love you this morning. and uh, It's important this morning that as God's people, that uh, we love one another. And uh, I believe that's what God desires of us, to love one another. That's scriptural. But beyond that, I believe it ought to be in our heart. We love you being with us this morning, and we're glad that you're here. Certainly don't believe in coincidences, and uh, believe God has a purpose and a reason for everything. Last week, uh, I need, I've got a great interest and a desire in your prayers this morning. I've got a few little old thoughts, and, and uh, if you were here Thursday night during our adult uh, Sunday, uh, excuse me, adult Wednesday night, lesson, uh, you're probably going to get just a little bit of a repeat. Uh, I've tried uh, my very best uh, to look at other scripture this week, uh, but this seems to be what the Lord has continued to lay on our heart. Uh, Last week, we tried to uh, preach a little bit on patience and uh, having the patience of God, uh, allowing God to uh, give us patience. 
and to wait on Him and allow Him to direct our lives. It's amazing to me when we listen to the voice of God and He relays to us which direction that we need to go, uh, how we need to advance, and if we just need to just stand still and wait on Him. Uh, but we need to listen and obey the voice of God and what He's telling us and directing us in our life. Now, uh, I want to say this, uh, being patient uh, and caring for nothing, having no worries, doesn't mean that we don't need to be concerned. There's a difference in being concerned and being worried. Uh, but certainly, we can be concerned uh, for our lost friends and our families and, and uh, our acquaintances and even those people that we don't know. Uh, we need to have a concern on our heart for them. Uh, we need to be burdened for them. And I've uh, preached a little bit about that here in the past, having a burden. Uh, but this morning, our thought seems to be uh, a little bit different than that. Uh, very uh, familiar scripture this morning. And if you have your Bibles and you want to read along with us this morning, uh, we'll be taking our text from the Gospel of Luke in the fifth chapter. Uh, very simple this morning. Uh, and we read some of this Wednesday night, but I want to give you just a little bit of a background. For the last 10 or 11 weeks, we've been trying to study uh, on the apostles and who they were and how that the Lord had called them uh, into the work that He had called them to be in, uh, sent them out. Uh, he had chosen them. Uh, how that they were, uh, some of them were familiar with one another. Uh, how that some of them uh, had grew up together, had experiences together. How that they had labored uh, in their secular work together. How that they were fishermen together. Uh, and all of these things. Uh, but yet God had called them out to do a particular work. And He had chosen them. Uh, to do a particular work. And I realized this morning, uh, you might say, well, uh, those were extraordinary men. Uh, but I'll say this, uh, they were ordinary men with an extraordinary calling uh, God had placed upon them. Uh, they were uh, ordinary in a sense that they were like me and you. Uh, they were men uh, that God had called out and uh, really, uh, in my eyes, and maybe even in your eyes, there was nothing very special about them. Uh, they were uh, a fishermen. They were uh, unlearned, if you will. Uh, some might even say, uh, according to the fourth chapter of Acts, that they were ignorant. Uh, but yet, I want to say this this morning, uh, that we can learn through and by the help of God. And God allows us to learn of His Word and learn more of Him that we might advance the kingdom of God, that we might be working diligently for Him, that we might spread His Word. Uh, listen, that's what God has called us to do. Uh, we are, uh, uh, most of us this morning, are just ordinary people with ordinary lives and ordinary jobs. But yet God has called us to do an extraordinary work. He's called us out that we be a peculiar people, that we go out into the world 
that we might win souls for God, that we might do His work, that we might labor His labor. It is an extraordinary thing this morning to be called and to be chosen by God. You say, well, I'm no preacher this morning. I want you to know and understand that He gave the commission this morning to the church. That's who He gave the commission to. He said, go ye into all the world. He said, go and tell them and teach them, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That's what He uh, gave them. He told them to go into all the world. Now, I realize this morning that most of us have a secular work and we have things that may hinder us from going into all the world. But I want you to know and understand this morning that what God has placed within your heart and what God has placed within your soul this morning, that that is a testimony of what God has done for you and for, for you in your life. That you might be able to gain someone in your family. That you might be in school. That you might be able to gain someone in school. That you might be able to gain your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or your wife or whatever situation you might be in. He's called you out to go into all the world. That's what He's done for us. Listen this morning, we've got an important job to do. And I'll tell you, sometimes we get very relaxed. It's oftentimes easy in this world. We've talked about a lot of times, listen, it doesn't take very much for us to look out in the world and to see how things are getting, uh, how things have begun to uh, changed down through the years. I remember when I was just a boy, I'll get to my text here in a minute. Uh, when I was a boy, uh, things was different. Uh, they was different just some 36, 37 years ago. I remember that. Uh, times were different. Uh, I grew up in a little old community over there where uh, there wasn't a whole lot that went on. And one of the greatest things that ever happened was revival meeting. And everybody come to revival meeting. And it was a week of revival. Uh, you'd go home and people would take off work for revival meeting. They'd go home and eat a bite of dinner and go back to revival meeting that night. And I'm telling you today, it seems like things have changed. Or, uh, we're so preoccupied with everything else going on in the world. It's hard for us to make time for God. It's hard for us to make time. But yet, that still doesn't change. What the Word of God has said. We are to go out into all the world. You say, well, what can I do? I'm just little old me. God can take something very little and something very small and make it something big. He said, if you'll come to me with a faith of a mustard seed. A mustard seed is small, but with God he can do big things things with it. Don't limit God this morning. Now, I want to take a reading lesson from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Do pray for us for just a little while. It says, And it came to pass, as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen when gone out of them, and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, 
and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when they had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draft. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had thus done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships, so that they began to sink. And Simon Peter saw it and fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the drought of fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And they, and when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. I want to stop there with the mistakes that we've made reading this morning. And I've done made mention that uh, some that were here Wednesday night uh, may get just a little bit of a repeat on this. Uh, but I want you to know here that uh, as uh, Jesus I was, uh, uh, when I began to think about the Sea of Galilee, a lot of times we'll see how uh, Jesus was there and Simon Peter and those disciples uh, were present with the Lord Jesus. But as he began to uh, walk along, he uh, began to see these two fishermen uh, that were out casting their nets. And the Lord Jesus uh, made his way uh, there with Simon Peter. And he began to tell Peter, he said, uh, uh, Launch out into the deep and let down the nets for a drought. Uh, but our fifth verse here being what our thought comes from, And him answering said unto him, Master, uh, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And our thought this morning being, At thy word, Lord, let down the net. And I want you to know and understand, I have uh, uh, grew up and done a little fishing. I, I thoroughly enjoy fishing. I, I consider myself to be a, a somewhat of an outdoorsman. I enjoy uh, uh, being outdoors. I enjoy uh, uh, hunting and fishing and all sorts of those things this morning. I, I grew up, uh, I used to uh, do a lot of bass tournament fishing and things of that nature. Uh, uh, so I, I kind of relate a little bit to this story in that sense uh, I've, I have fished all night long, and I have caught nothing. And I want you to understand this morning uh, that a lot of us uh, uh, think about the years of service. Uh, we think about, well, I have prayed for this individual. I have uh, thought about them diligently. I've tried to live my life in a way uh, that they might see that there's something about me. I have uh, toiled all night. I have prayed. I thought about Noah, uh, how that God had instructed him uh, to build the ark. 
and how that he was building on this ark for 120 years. And I want you to think about the people that mocked him, the people that laughed at him, the people that discouraged him as he was building this ark, telling them that there's a flood coming. You need to get ready. You need to prepare yourself. And my friend, today we're still preaching the same message. Uh, You need to get ready. You need to prepare yourself. Uh, The Lord is coming. And yet people still to this day, uh, they don't want to receive that message. Uh, They don't want to receive. They don't want to understand. But yet God has still called us out to tell the world about Jesus and what He's able to do. Listen this morning. He still called us out. You say, preacher, I've toiled all night. Can you imagine what Peter felt like? He was a fisherman by trade. That's what he done. That's what he was used to doing. He knew how to fish. He knew the Sea of Galilee. He knew the spots to go. He knew just exactly where to cast the nets. But yet, I want you to know he had toiled all night and he had caught nothing. How often does it seem like you've toiled all night? How often does it seem like, uh, listen, as a preacher, I can only relate to you the way my heart feels. You get up and you preach your heart out that lost people, they might hear the Word of God and that God might prick their heart and that they might seek Him until they find Him precious to their soul. And yet they sit there and they sit there and they sit there. But my friend, all I can do is what God has called me to do and that's to preach them the good news. That's all that I can do. I called a preaching brother not long ago and we was talking and I said, Brethren, I said, I want him to move. And he said, Brother, you can't do the work of the Holy Spirit. And my friend, we can't do the work of the Holy Spirit. But my friend, we can pray. God, would you move? God, would you work? Would you convict these lost people? Let me ask you something this morning. We as God's people, is that where our prayer has been this morning? God, would you convict the hearts of these lost? God, would you move amongst our church? You want to know something this morning? The name of Jesus should be sweet upon our lips. It should be honey to our lips. It should be honey to our mouth. Uh, Listen, what God has done for us in our life, uh, Peter would go on to say that it was a, a joy unspeakable. This morning, what God has done for us is a joy unspeakable. Peter said, Lord, I've toiled all night. He said, but nevertheless, at thy word, we'll cast a knee. Listen this morning. How are we obeying the voice of God? How are we as God's people obeying the voice of God and what He's telling us and what He's directing for us in our lives? God, what is your will for me in my life? 
What are we asking God? Are we getting down serious with the Lord and asking Him, God, would you direct me? You may say, well, preacher, I'm the youngest one here this morning. What influence can I have? I had a young friend of mine. We grew up together at Rocky Mount. Years later on, we were talking one Sunday night, and he said, Casey, he said, uh, somebody had requested something. He, they requested something. If somebody's done something to help you, would you go to them and tell them? And I was sitting there that night, and he walked up to me, and he had never told me this. We were done teenagers by now. And he said, I want you to know, he said, he said, when you got saved, he said, I was jealous of you. He said, I was jealous that you were saved, and I wasn't saved. And he said, you united with the church and joined and was baptized. And he said, God convicted me over that. I didn't even know anything about it. So seven, eight years later, God can use you if you allow him to use you. If you just beckon to his voice and to his will, God, what is it that you would have for me in my life? What direction would you have for me to go? God, I'll listen if you just speak to my heart. God, which way do you want me to cast the net? I realize this morning you might say, well, this is something for the preacher. Listen, it's for all of us this morning. It's for all of us. He said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. He has told us what to do. He's called us out to be a peculiar people. He's told us to go into the world. He's showed us what he's able to do. Uh, listen this morning. God is powerful. Jesus this morning has power. And he wants to show us this morning what he's able to do if we distrust in him. I don't know the heart of anybody here this morning. The only person that I know about is me. Now I feel pretty confident that my spirit will bear witness with your spirit and I've got confidence in what God's given you, but the only one that I know for sure that God has dealt with, that God has saved, is me. That's the only one. He said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the man. Listen, it says, And when they had thus done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. When we surrender ourselves to be obedient to the voice of God, not to sit back and to quench the Spirit, but allow God to use us in whatever magnitude that that might be, God, would you allow me to be used for your service today? Whatever it is that you would have for me to do, God, would you just use me? 
Would you take me? Would you take that little thing that you've placed in my heart, God, and allow me to tell somebody about it? Lord, if you incline me to go talk to somebody, God, I'll go do that. But listen, I want you to be mindful this morning that if the Spirit of God is not moving you to do that, then please don't do that. But my friend, if the Spirit of God is beckoning you to move and to do something, then my friend, by all means, be willing to do it. God knows what bait needs to be cast. He knows uh, what we need to use that we might be able to... Listen, I, I don't... Uh, I don't know uh, uh, from week to week what I'm going to preach on. I, I don't sit down and say, well, this seems like a real good subject. I think I'll preach on that. Uh, listen, uh, 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 us as God's people need to be seeking out diligently week to week. God, how can you use me for your service? Listen, uh, I'm telling you, uh, uh, we preach about the returning of the Lord. I'm, uh, listen to me this morning. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, uh, but it's been being preached for over 2,000 years that he's coming back and folks I believe it this morning that he's coming back how would we live differently today how would we do differently today if we knew that he was returning today what would we do different what would we do different would we reach out to our lost family would we reach out to our lost loved ones? Would we compel them with everything that's in us? God, would you seek? I'm telling you, he's real. I want you to be saved. I want you to go to heaven with me. Now listen, I want you to know him. What would we do different if we knew? I'm not going to sit here today and uh, argue about signs and wonders but I'll say this the scripture says that he'll return as a thief in the night and no man knoweth hour when he cometh I don't know when he's coming but I'm telling you my Bible tells me and it's the word of God and it's truth I believe he's coming back I believe he's coming back and my friend when that trumpet sounds and that eastern sky rolls back as a scroll he's coming in a great cloud of glory and that's it it's done. It's finished. Where I'm going, I won't need this Bible no more. I won't have to preach the Word of God anymore. Listen, we won't have to do that work there. It's done. It's over with. But he's coming. And he says, while you're here, work and labor while you're here toil yes it may seem like you've toiled for years and for years and for years I talked about last week being patient keep toiling you don't think that he was tarred you don't think Peter was tired he said, I've toiled all night, Lord. But he said, nevertheless, at thy word. Listen. Church, this is serious business to me. We're dealing with eternal matters. It's eternal Jesus said, lay up yourselves in treasures in heaven where moth and rust 
doeth not corrupt, and where thieves do not break through it and steal. We're talking about something that is eternal. So you say, well, I feel like I've told. I feel like I've done all of these. Listen, let's get down to business and let's get serious about asking God, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do? When I first come here, I'm telling you, I've been slack. I had a burden. I told one of my preacher friends, I said, I feel like I'm going to have to go to that college over there at Western. I feel like I need to go over there. Have I been to Western yet? No, I've not. I want to reach these young people. I want them to know that they don't have to go down the same roads that I did. I want them to know to trust in Jesus and Him alone. I want them to know that it seems like the world might be at the tip of their fingers, but it's so much better to serve Jesus. I've tried it. I've experienced it. I've been through it. And I'm telling you, there's nothing like serving the Lord. If you'll serve Him, I promise you He'll bless your life far beyond what you can imagine. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your life. When I first come here, I said, Church, I've got a burden for these apartments. We sent a letter over there one time inviting them. You say, well, preacher, you're pretty sorry. You ain't been to them apartments yet. I am. What are we doing to reach them? What are we doing to spread the word? What are we doing as God's people? Listen to me this morning. I'm telling you we need to get serious. And get down to business. It's a serious matter. Church, I can't do it alone. Neither can you. But I'm going to tell you what. Listen to what he says. It says that when they had thus done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets broke. And they beckoned unto their partners. And they were in the other ship. That they should come and help thee. Listen this morning. Let us beckon to one another. Let us come and help one another. I, I can't do this work alone. Uh, you can't do the work alone. But together we can do the work. We can labor together and work together. That lost people might be saved. That, that the church might be on power. Uh, that it might have power from on high. That we might labor together and work let us partner together. Let us work together. That God might have all the honor and glory. Listen this morning. This ain't about me. And it ain't about you. But it's all about Jesus. That he might have all the honor and glory. I want the world to know 
how good he is. I want the world to know what he's done for me. I want the world to know what they can do for him, what he can do for them. says, when they beckoned their partners, they were in the other ship, and they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You ever just been in the presence of God? And you've had to sit back. handle this. This is too much. God, you're too big. Peter realized who and what he was. He said, God, I'm nobody. To be in your presence and at your word, listen to your commandment. And you tell us just exactly where to cast the net. And we cast it so much, uh, listen, that the nets break. He said, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, the drought of the fishes were, which he had taken, and the sons of Jamin, John and Zebedee, which were partners with Simon and Jesus, saying to them, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch me. Now listen to what he says. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Forsook all. They left the things of the world out. They forsook it all to follow him. I'm telling you, that's getting difficult, isn't it? That gets difficult. That gets down to the heart of the matter. To forsake it all, to follow Him. That gets down to saying, God, no matter what, you're going to come first in my life, and I'm going to obey what you tell me to do. I'm going to listen to your voice, and when you say for me to go, God, I'm going to go. And God, when you tell me to stay, I'm going to stay. But I'm going to listen to your direction. I'm going to listen to your voice in my life. Because God, I want to do what you have me to do. How many times, for you fishermen, how many times you ever baited your hook up and you've cast it, you've been jigging it, you didn't catch nothing, you thought, well, I'm going to troll on to a new cove. You thought, I'm going to try it one more time. You cast one more time. And you pull a big one out. Sometimes it's a little. Keep casting the net. Be willing to forsake it all. I know this morning that we've got to work secular work. God knows that. God knows that we have families. He's called us to raise our families. He knows all of those things. But yet this morning He's told us that the things of the world, let them be the things of the world. And follow me. 
I believe he was preparing Peter for the greatest catch that he ever had or possibly ever had. He was preparing him for the day of Pentecost. He told him he was going to catch me. He said, I'll make you a fisherman of men, is what he told another place. Peter would go on and he stood boldly on the day of Pentecost. He preached. And it says that they were pricked in the heart. And it said that 3,000 souls were added to the church that day. Baptized. This morning, we need patience of God. But we don't need to learn lose our concern. Yes, he's called me out to be a fisherman of men. But you know what else? He's called us all out to be fishermen of men. Maybe not to preach the gospel in the same sense. But the church has the great commission to go out. We need to go out and to tell the word about what Jesus is able to do. I'm going to read one more verse and I'm going to be done. I thought I was done, but I'm going to read this verse. Brother Strode, if you'll get us a song. Y'all say, brother, you say, preacher, that's the simplest little old message. That's what, that's what the Lord's given. Isaiah, in the 62nd chapter, in the 6th verse, says, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. Those that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. Allow his word to flow from us. Be willing to tell somebody about him. Be willing to come with a prepared heart. To come into the service of God. Asking him, Lord, would you use me? Let me ask you this. What if today was the last day you might be used of God? Would you ask to do something different? What if today was the last day you had the opportunity to tell somebody about it? Would you do something different? I, listen, I'm not trying to guilt you into nothing. That ain't going to win nobody over. I just want you to think about it. you got to follow the Spirit of God. But folks, we need to be praying. We've got a tent revival that may be coming up. Invite somebody. Encourage somebody. Encourage your neighbors. Encourage your family. Invite them. You never know what that's going to do. We've got our annual revival coming up. Are we praying for that effort yet? God, we need to start praying for that effort. There's so much that I can be doing. And so much I feel like I'm failing. Let us get busy while we've still got time. That's my attempt this morning at a message. I pray that God bless you. Brother Strode, as we have a song.